Welcome to Thriving is the Goal, a podcast about how to thrive in work and life. My name is Tim Chan. I'm a business coach. I run a small marketing company, and I'm also a certified working genius facilitator. My name is Mark Lechemenin. I'm a chartered financial analyst, executive coach in training, and a student of small business. In this first season and first episode, we're going to be talking about the working genius, which is a tool that was developed by the Table Group and Patrick Lencioni and his team. The working genius will help us understand how to get the most out of our own skills and talents and abilities, as well as our teammates. And we'll talk about how it applies to our work life, as well as our home life and talk about how it could help you work and get along with others a little bit better as you're working towards some kind of common goal. Tim, am I getting this correctly? Is that more or less what the Working Genius does? Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to talk about the Working Genius because I think it can really help individuals, and I've seen it help individuals and teams Mm. make improvements. And so the Working Genius is 20% a personality tool and 80% a productivity tool. So this assessment helps individuals better understand their gifts and frustrations at work, while also helping teams to understand how to better utilize each team member's gifts. Hmm. So the premise of this assessment is twofold. So first, people who are using their natural gifts are more fulfilled and successful in their work and in their life. And second, teams and businesses that help their people tap into those natural talents are going to be more successful and productive. So the model outlines six types of work, and all six types of work are needed to get any type of project accomplished. Mark, you were the first person that introduced me to the working genius. What do you like about this assessment? Well, my man, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I've probably had more jobs in my life than I wish I had had. And one of the struggles I had as I've gone through these different sorts of jobs has been understanding why I liked some and hated others. And I really wanted to find the area of work that was more life-giving for me each time I took a different job and thought I was doing that when I made a, a job or career change, only to end up sometimes in a similar role or situation. And so I was really frustrated about that. And the working genius actually helped me understand that a little bit more. So an example for me is I used to be a filmmaker. I went to film school and in film school, there were only two classes that I liked out of the 10 or so that I did. And that was a little bit annoying to me because I paid good money to go to that program. And in the end, I learned that I really enjoyed the writing and directing process of filmmaking but I hated the producing part, which is like coordinating, managing timelines, all the detail-oriented work of sound and video editing. And the working genius, again, helped me understand why it is I preferred some of this work and didn't prefer others. And this is stuff I wish I had known about myself at the start of my career. Lastly, working genius helped me figure out what kind of people to surround myself with or Mm. identify the gaps in teams that I'm a part of. It's human nature to want to work with people who are similar to you. And unfortunately, this means like your little cohort will likely have similar strengths and weaknesses, but the team as a whole might not be as strong as it could be. And Working Genius showed me how to build teams that complement each other. A really good example of this is I had a friend who I was coaching recently and his boss in particular, if you think of uh, maybe the word picture of a boat, his boss was the engine, just lots of power, likes to go hard, Mm. worked hundred hour weeks in the finance world. That was normal for him. Whereas my friend had a lot more finesse 
and big picture vision. And he was like a rudder that could direct the boat. The boss would sometimes get frustrated with my friend for not working a hundred hour weeks. Whereas my friend would really pick his spots and figure out the direction in which the team should be moving in, in the first place. And as he was able to have a conversation with his boss about their differences and how they complement each other, it helped their team as a whole and they became more productive. Mm-hmm. And so again, working genius helped me figure out these different sorts of things. So Tim, what do you like about the working genius? Well, what I love about this assessment is that it sees work through the lens of joy and fulfillment and not necessarily skill. Right. And so a lot of times people will talk about time management or skill management in their work, but the working genius starts to allow people to start thinking through energy and joy management. Which is really different because people always want to hire the best. They want the best person for the job. And when you analyze who the best is, you're looking for the person with the highest grades or who got the gold medal, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the case. So I do like that distinction. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it is related to skill because if you find a type of work joyful and fulfilling, you're naturally going to gravitate towards working on that and getting better in that. And so skill often is correlated to working genius as well. The other thing I like about working genius is that it's so simple. There's only six mm-hmm. categories compared to Strengths Finder, which is 34 categories and has its own strengths, mm-hmm. being the Strengths Finder, Ching, and Berkman, which also is a great but very kind of complex and in-depth report, and lots of other ones as well. And so it's really easy to understand these six categories intuitively. It makes sense, and very quickly you can get to application. And then I love kind of what you said before, like how it applies to teams and helps you better understand your team and the things that energize them and the things that frustrate them. And having that shared language allows the entire team to be able to work better together. And so it's great because it applies to workplaces, but also to volunteer work. I've used it in my marriage to understand Olive, my wife, better and how we work together. And even if you are working as a freelancer or solopreneur, this will help you understand where you might get stuck in your work. So yeah, lots of great things to love about working genius. So let's jump in and talk about the three categories of work. Mark, can you explain this for us? Yeah, for sure. So the three categories are you've got working geniuses, working competencies, and working frustrations. And there are two of each. So the geniuses are things and activities and functions that give you joy, energy, and passion. Often if you function out of your working geniuses, you'll find that doing these things energize you and you have more capacity to do similar things. Working competencies, again, there's only two of these. These are activities that you find either completely miserable nor joyful. You just do them. And if you want to think of this uh, using an energy example, you know, you put fuel in the tank, you burn that fuel, put some more fuel in the tank, and you keep going. It's net neutral as a whole. And then working frustration, these activities drain you of joy and energy, even though you might be good at them. As you work on these things, perhaps it takes you longer to do them well compared to somebody who really loves doing that work. But on the whole, it sucks the life out of you. And ideally, you don't have to spend too much of your time working there. So how does this play out for you, Tim? Yeah, when I first learned about these three different categories, it really made sense to me. And I could see how 
in my day, if I get to work in my working geniuses, which are invention and galvanizing, and you know that often happens in meetings for me. If I get to meet a lot with clients in the day, I'm going to feel really energized. And you know, by the end of the day, 5 p.m., I'm going to feel great and I still have energy left over. Whereas on the days where most of my work is filled with areas of my working frustration, which is discernment and enablement, well, I will get tired out by lunchtime and I will just feel like all the energy is used up and gone. So let's go through the six types of work outlined in the working genius. Okay. And it very conveniently spells out the word widget, W-I-D-G-E-T. And so let me explain the first two. So the first one is wonder. So wonder is this ability to ponder the possibility of greater potential. And people with the genius of wonder, like yourself, they will look around the environment around them and ask, why is something like this? They'll observe and they'll see and think about potential improvements that could be made. They'll see the problems and challenges that exist and just kind of ask those questions. The next stage is invention. And so invention is this ability to come up with novel ideas and solutions. And so this is the person that loves brainstorming. And oftentimes in our society, people with this genius of invention, they're seen as being really creative and innovative. And then we've got discernment. And this is the ability to simply evaluate ideas and solutions. So while an inventor might be able to come up with tons of ideas, they might use or benefit somebody who's able to then tell them which of those ideas are good and which ones maybe won't work out so well. People with the ability or gift of discernment as a genius will often have a gut feel or instinct for what the right decision is, but then they spend time thinking about it and why it is they had that gut feeling to begin with. So they'll spend time refining ideas, doing some research, analyzing, and figuring out the best path forward. The next working genius is galvanizing, which is, Tim, I believe one of your geniuses. This is the ability to rally, inspire, and organize others into action. This is what you would think of when you think of a leader who's leading from the front. They're people who have an energy about them. They really enjoy getting others involved and engaged. They like seeing the kind of light go off in someone's eyes and when enthusiasm starts to come from the people that they're working with. And they spend a lot of time helping people understand the why behind a project. They're always looking for ways to motivate the people they're working with and getting them to be involved. The last two types of work are enablement and then tenacity. So enablement is this ability to provide encouragement and specific assistance for an idea or a project or a person. And so people with enablement as a genius will often have a lot of empathy. They'll look around and see where help is needed, whether it's people or projects, and they'll jump in, they'll take initiative to go help those people uh, help that project move forward. They really just enjoy being able to help. So the last one is tenacity, and that's this ability to push projects to completion. So people with tenacity as a genius, they love checking things off their checklist. And they can have this ability to power through complete projects, get things done, and they really enjoy doing that. And oftentimes, especially if it's a really large project, they're the ones doing a lot of the heavy lifting, getting things to the finish line.
So let's talk about some applications of the working genius. Mark, what's one way we can apply this? So you can think of the working genius as possibly categories in a relay race. And here's what I mean by that. Someone with the genius of wonder might have some thoughts about the world, have a big picture perspective that asks questions along the lines of, I wonder what it would look like if we, and then fill in the blank. Then you have the genius of invention who will take that if we fill in the blank part and actually do something about it. They might produce mm. a tangible product or a paper or write something. Moving along, we need someone with the genius of discernment who then takes these inventions or ideas that the inventor has come up with and will sniff out which ones are good, which ones are bad, and distill everything down to maybe one idea or one product to really focus on. Maybe something that you can put into action and hope to eventually sell. Someone with the genius of galvanizing will pick up the baton from there and rally the troops, get everyone excited about this idea, this product, and motivate people to start working on it. Then someone with the genius of enablement will come alongside perhaps everyone with the first geniuses, the wonder, the invention, the discernment and galvanizing, and support them in just making things as clear as possible, articulating things in a way that need to be articulated so that we can actually execute on this plan. And the person with the genius of enablement will start to deploy the plans, actually start to make calls and do the hard work of organizing, what have you, whatever is needed. They'll come alongside people to enable this plan into action. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, the baton gets handed off to very likely the strongest executor of the team, which should be no surprise to people that Tim's wife and my wife both share as one of their strengths, <laughs> which I don't, know what, I don't know what this says about us, Tim, but <laughs> the genius of tenacity, just getting stuff done and they will power through it and get it to the finish line. Mm -hmm. So if you think of a relay race, each working genius has its own category and the distance or the amount of work that is required for a project can sometimes be different. It might rely more on the genius of wonder if you're coming up with a 30-year plan for a company. And if you're an individual who's working on a task by yourself, you might not need a whole ton of the galvanizing genius because you only need to motivate yourself. If you're working on a large web project, you're going to need a lot of enablement and tenacity genius to get clear on what your client wants and then actually do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Like, you know, passing the baton one to another kind of mm -hmm. makes sense to me. So an example I'll use now is my wife and I, my wife, Jan, she often writes articles or blogs for her work. And if we think of the article writing process as a relay with three parts, there's the one coming up with ideas and directions for the article two, the narrowing down of ideas to one option and starting to give it some structure. And then three, the writing the article and then rewriting it until it's ready. Hmm. Both my wife and I have the genius of wonder, which allows us to spend time brainstorming, dreaming up different options for ideas and directions for the article to go in. And that's a lot of fun for us. But then moving into the next phase, the distilling the ideas down and picking a direction to go in, this often overwhelms my wife because it's just too many things to think about. And this is something that I really love doing. I like using my genius of discernment at this point to help curate and distill things down and synthesize it into maybe one direction to go. And so I will maybe write a rough draft that gets things to perhaps 50 to 70% of the way to a complete product. And that's as far as I can go. If you want me to take a project from 70% to 90%, it's going to suck all the life out of me. 
I just like to slap things together very quickly, intuitively, and then hand it to my wife. Basically, I'm like a kid who's just saying like, look, mommy, look what I did. And you've got this construction paper with magazine clippings, cotton balls, and M&Ms just <laughs> dripping with glue. To the untrained eye, it's a hot mess. But for my wife, who has the genius of tenacity, she's very pleased with my pathetic efforts. She cannot do what she does best, which is perfect things and turn sort of garbage into diamonds. Her working genius of tenacity motivates and drives her to write and rewrite an article until it's perfect. And it takes her way less time to do that part than the initial part of coming up with the idea and putting a rough draft together to begin with. That's how it plays out in our relationship. Tim, have you seen this play out in your life in any way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, understanding my wife's genius of tenacity explains why she is way better at finishing things than I am. Mm. And so when it comes to projects, I often rely on her. We worked together in a business and did for many years. She is the one that ends up finishing the tasks and getting things done. And so I really appreciate her ability to do that. Let's talk about another way to apply the working genius. And this is this understanding of managing time versus managing energy. And so when you think about your working competence, it might be that you are working an hour and it'll cost you a unit of energy, okay. a one hour, one to one ratio. Right. And so if you're working a full day in your areas of working competence, you'll feel a regular amount of tired by the end of the day. If you're working in your areas of working genius, an hour of work might only cost you half a unit of energy. Mm -hmm. And so after a full day of working in your geniuses, you'll still have energy left over. Right. Whereas if you're in your areas of working frustration, one hour of work will take two units of energy. And after a full day of working in your frustrations, you'll be exhausted. You'll want to curl up in a ball on a couch. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the ratios may be different depending on what your orders are and how much of a frustration and how much of a genius it is. But that's just one way to think about energy and joy management in your work. So you can think about your geniuses as a little bit of a superpower because it just costs you less energy to complete the work and you're going to get a lot more joy and fulfillment out of it. And so being able to share your geniuses with your team and to get help from other people's geniuses, that ends up being a net win-win solution. Tim, this makes me think of business owners who start a business because they're really passionate about something. Let's say they're passionate about painting and art. And that genius of wonder and invention is clearly at work there. And then as the business grows, they have to start doing the galvanizing and the enabling and the tenacity, and they start to lose a little bit of their joy and their life mm. in the business. At the onset, they got this advice of pursue your passion, do what you really love. They mm -hmm. love art. So they turned it into a business. But the problem is there's so many different facets and sides to running a business it would be great if they had a team with others with complementary geniuses so that they could then go back again to doing what they're actually passionate about, which is just being inventors and creative. Yeah, exactly. And for me, when I have to do projects alone, I find I get stuck in the areas that are my working frustrations. And so an example is discernment. You know, I can generate a ton of ideas, but having to choose one, that's often where it just costs me a lot of energy and I'm not that motivated to spend that time to do it. And so what I've learned to do is identify the people in my life that have discernment as a genius like yourself. And so I've 
chatted with you before and just thrown you ideas. And we just have that conversation and just having your discernment energy helps me to move forward in that leg of the relay race. It's like, you're almost helping me and giving me energy to do that. It doesn't cost you a lot of energy. You know, you've told me you love doing this. And so Mm -hmm. it ends up being a win-win to have that conversation together. For sure. All right, everyone. So that is our very quick overview of the working genius. There's still a lot more information and details we'd love to share with you. And so we'll start getting into that in our next episode, where we will focus in on the geniuses of wonder and invention. These geniuses fall in the overarching category of ideation, which I hope is a little self-explanatory. And these are an interesting pair of geniuses as wonder is one of the lesser known and lesser credited geniuses, mm-hmm. but it's a very important one. And it often leads to the genius of invention, which on the other end of the spectrum is probably the most known and respected and praised genius. This has been fun. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll do it again soon. Bye.